0: runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I want to give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is going to be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck to paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. All oh, right, it is that time of the month. Uh, well, not that time of the month, but the time of the month where um, we have the episode with from the Happy Healthy Hairstylist. So this time it is me, Shelby, Jess Taylor, um, and we are talking about comparison. I love these conversations so much, and I know that I say that every time, but I seriously, I mean it. I look forward to them. I almost feel like they're like little coaching sessions for me because I always learn so much. If this is your first time listening to one of these, I we record them once a month. Um, and I love them. I know I just said that, but I'm, I'm like not even joking. And why do I love them? I love them because we're all very different. Like me, Shelby and Jess are extremely different human beings. And I love that we can have these conversations and you get all these different perspectives from us. So like, we're different but we're like all have this growth mindset in a very different way and like what what is success to us and and all of that is different but these are just too good so um enjoy if you like it you'll love Shelby's podcast happy healthy hairstylist don't forget to just subscribe to that as well if you enjoy listening to this one um and you know post it on the gram, please tag us, all of the things. Um, and if you ever think that there is a topic that maybe you would like for us to dive into, I would absolutely love it if you could DM me. Um, you could go at Backroom Beauty Talks on Instagram, shoot me a DM, let me know something you would like for us to dive into because... Again, we do this once a month, um, it gets put out on Shelby's podcast as well as Backroom Beauty Talks, and I just really think it would be great if we could have um, like y'all, your the listeners, actually say what you want to hear. I mean, I know you get so much value out of the ones that we pick, um, but it would be absolutely awesome to get some topics from you specifically. So please enjoy. Hello, hello, and
1: welcome back to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist podcast. I am here with my friends, Misty and Jess, who you know now. This is our fourth episode together, and I'm so excited. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you that I am doing the Happy Healthy Hairstylist challenge. This is a free challenge for hairstylists. It is 45 days, and we have a private... Instagram that you can join, which is at the happy, healthy hairstylist. So if you're looking for a challenge to help you gain confidence and a little more structure behind the chair and in your home life, join that challenge. Also, if you find value in this podcast, please share it. We don't run ads on this podcast and I don't ever plan on running ads. I think for one, they're annoying. And for two, it, if as long as we're giving value, then like my price, the fee I ask is for you to share it and also leave a review. It really does help get the podcast ranked and help more stylists like you hear about it. So ladies, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. We have an awesome topic today. We're going to be talking about comparison and imposter syndrome. This is something that's super common. Um, No matter what level you're at, whether you're just getting into the industry or you're becoming an educator or you're a salon owner or you're a commission-based stylist, I feel like all of us, we feel this at some point in our career and in our life. And this is something that like all of us have felt in the past. And I think that you're going to find a lot of value in how like different techniques that we've used and we've realize that we need to like incorporate into our daily lives so we don't feel this imposter syndrome or like we or compare too much. So um, Jess, I'm going to throw it to you because <laughs> I know that you're really excited about this topic. Um, let's get started.
2: Hi, I'm so happy to be back. I miss you guys. <laughs> I love our little like fireside chats, you know, it's so much fun. Um, so I love this topic because I feel like, especially over the last couple of years, I've really, really been struggling and done a lot of work around and like really, you know, done a lot of research and, 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 and spent a lot of time on this issue. Um, I know for myself, like, I, um, you know, I, I up until the retreat that we went on, like I had a lot of limiting beliefs that held me back from, you know, being the person that I really wanted to be. And, um, you know, a lot of those things really started to creep in when I would try something new or try to like level up in some way. I, I remember like when I went to open my salon, you know, like I, I was like, riddled with these fears and beliefs that like no one would come and see me no one was gonna like show up that i wasn't as good as i thought i was that no one would ever want to work for me you know it was just like this flood of like insecurities and um you know when i went to go launch and even still to this day like i just recently relaunched a bunch of my um my education courses and i was like petrified for the first two months that they launched because I hadn't gotten any sales and I and it was like really slow to like churn up and start like um and start having interest in it because it was pretty far out but it it was like oh god do people still love me do they do they want to hear anything I have to say am I like old news do I like do I like have what it takes anymore am I like Am I not good anymore? you know, like all of those like fears and insecurities really crept up on me again, even though like i 've done a ton of work on this and i 've i've i've put to rest and debunked a lot of and faced a lot of those insecurities and fears, so for me, it was just like a matter of going back to like okay talking myself through it and taking myself through the story that I tell myself and you know being um accountable and understanding that those are like thoughts and narratives that i tell myself that aren't true and and really like be being my best friend and becoming like my own self-healer you know in a way um and that's like that's the coolest thing about all the stuff that we talk about is like once you start doing the work and you start understanding like there are ways that you can like self heal or self teach or self parent and retrain your brain instead of like going down these deep dark tunnels of like comparisonism and uh and imposter syndrome
0: i remember um not even knowing what imposter syndrome meant like i don't feel like i even understood what that meant until last year. Like I don't know if I'd ever heard it before, but I think back of, you know, when I was building my business and I remember thinking, "Well, I'm not good enough to charge those prices. Well, I'm not good enough to do this or that." And and now I look back, now that I understand imposter syndrome and I'm just like, "Oh, like feeling like so anyone listening who doesn't know what that means necessarily, it's like you literally feel like an imposter. You feel like you're trying to be something you're not, or your mind is telling you that you are not this person. Um, I know when I got into coaching, that was like in my mind, I'm like, who am I to do this? Like, like I didn't go to college. Like I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I am I qualified? But then the more you start talking to people that are at different levels than you, they go through it too. They just know how to cope with it and they keep going. Because I think a lot of times, um, Um, imposter syndrome and comparison can just stop people in their tracks. Well, I'm not good enough. That person's better. I'm not qualified. So I'm just going to stop and I'm going to give up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that the the more you level up, the more imposter syndrome you feel. Yes. Yeah. And because you're just like, no one gave me permission to be this new role And I think that that's the hardest thing. It's like, are we searching for permission? Are we like waiting for someone to say like, okay, Shelby, you can do that. Like you're, you're, you know, you've reached this level. Cause a lot of times when we think about like levels, we think of like, you know, hitting a certain goal and then like, okay, what's next. And like, I don't know about you, but I've always visualized that. Like I, the things that I've accomplished have been, um, bigger than what they are like i feel like there was more leading up to it but when it comes down to it it's like it's just like a normal day like the day that i became a salon owner it was just like okay i'm just signing a lease like it didn't i had to give myself that like that title and that permission like okay now i'm a salon owner and i got this
0: (laughs) well that kind of goes back to like you have to enjoy the journey right like everyone thinks that they want something There's, there's this thing that they want you know, whether it's owning a salon, a home, having a certain amount of money, whatever. And then they don't realize that that every day leading up to it, that's the beautiful part. Because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to have that thing and it's just going to be another day. And then it's almost just this kind of disappointing like you think you're going to hit the top of the mountain and, and you're going to be like, the, like eye opening oh my God, everything's beautiful. But it's like, no, like, like you hit the top of the mountain and then you just see the next mountain that you want to hit. And it's just this continuous growth. And if you don't enjoy every tiny little step, not every, you're not going to like everything. I don't want to say that. But if you don't, you know, enjoy the journey that you're on to get to the top of that mountain, what, what's the fucking point? <laughs>
2: There's, there's a great saying that I think totally applies to this. Um, I was actually going to make like a little meme out of it and put it on my page over the next couple of weeks, but at every level, there's a new devil. Have you guys ever heard that? I like that. Right. Like at every level, every time you level up, every time you try to, you know, do something new or challenging or something that's way out of your comfort zone, you know, you meet that resistance and it always comes with like those insecurities, fears, like imposter syndrome, comparison, like all that stuff that tries to hold you back because your brain constantly wants to keep going in auto. Like it doesn't wanna have to like expend the extra energy that it takes. Cause I mean, let's face it, your brain expends more calories than any other organ in your body. And so for it to go outside of its comfort zone, it really has to expand a lot more energy than it's used to and it's it's not something that it wants to naturally do it wants to go back into those autopilot um neural pathways that are habitual and feel familiar and and make you feel safe and comfortable but also make you feel uh play small and not take risks
0: yeah It's so true. I mean, think about when you first started doing hair and you got your first client and your heart's beating so fast, right? Like it's terrifying, you know, and your body's telling you, oh, fuck, you've never been here before. What the hell are you doing? You know? (laughs) And then you do another one and the heartbeat goes down a little bit. Then you do another one and it goes, you know, and then 10 years later you get a new client and you don't even think twice. I remember the first time that someone
1: called me their hairdresser Like I was in a grocery store and I swear to God, it's so vivid to me. I was in a grocery store. I was by like the milk and, and this girl who was one of my clients, she walked up to me and she was like, oh my gosh, this is my husband, husband, forgot his name. This is my hairdresser. And I was like, holy shit, I'm her hairdresser. (laughs) Like the responsibility. I was like, oh my God, I'm someone's hairdresser. Oh my God, I'm a hairdresser no one's ever called me that. I, I know that I have the license. I know I've been doing this, but like, oh my God, I'm this person's hairdresser. And it like, that was just one of the like little things that I was like, is it, this is a big deal.
0: Well, and-, and going back to what you said earlier about us wanting validation, I've been having this conversation with a few people lately. And it's like, you know, if you go back forever ago, like we want to be a part of a tribe because we're safer in that way. So when we're validated, we feel like we're a part of something and then we feel safe, you know? And it's like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, we have these things in your head, like you were probably thinking you're at the beginning stages. Am I even a hairdresser? Like I'm still learning blah, blah, blah. When she said that, it was like that validation of like, you are a hairdresser. You are my hairdresser, you know? (laughs)
1: yeah so good um one of my mentors he talks about like how when it comes down to like winning like he uses a very like masculine like oh if you're gonna like let's say like you're trying to like become a salon owner it's like being a salon owner isn't the day that you open a salon it's all the days that lead up to that it's you know learning part of your business like um learning the financials of your business learning how to like um, run the, like maybe manage other people. It's, it's not the day that you open the salon. It's every other day. So he talks about like winning the day he, and like in sports, they talk about like when you, um, the, the game is not one on Friday night. The game is one, from Monday to Thursday, you just do the same thing on Friday night to win. And same thing with like our, like our careers, like when, when we're being business owners or coaches or like hairdressers, it's like, you're a hairdresser the second that you decide you're a hairdresser. And then when it comes to doing the tasks, it's just tasks that you've already practiced. Like tasks that you're already like used to doing anything with repetition is like how you master it. Think of like something so fucking simple, like walking. Like when we're babies, like we do repetitious things to learn how to walk. And now we like get up and we walk, like it's no fucking big deal. So when it comes down to anything, like you're feeling the imposter syndrome, maybe you haven't done it enough. Like maybe you haven't like been practicing this to feel validated. And that's okay. Like it, it's fine to not feel validated in it or you don't need validation from it. it you just need to practice a little bit more.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. interesting though, because do you ever feel like you feel like you have to believe in yourself first, right? Like I know when I started coaching, it's like, I would say when I'm a coach and my coach would keep saying, well, you are a coach. And it was, it wasn't until that shift happened in my mind that I felt more confident coaching, but I was still learning. So it's like this weird, like we want the validation, but we also have to, like, we need to validate ourselves first, but it's almost like we get that pat on the back and then we're like, okay, like, like I'm validating my validation with other people does that make sense (laughs)
2: yeah it feels good yes yeah and the other thing too is like when you're talking about like validating and comparison you know like that's the thing is is like we compare ourselves to everyone else out there in like the instagram world and like I love this saying, like, don't compare my chapter one to your chapter 22 or whatever, Mm -hmm. because everyone's always at a different level. And no matter, like, where you are in your expertise, you're always going to have that, like, audience, you know, like, so you, I may be like, um, listening to somebody else because they're on like a different journey than me, but like, when I first started out, my, person would have been much different you know so it's it's like all about that's why comparison is so important to not compare because when you do compare it's like you get stuck in that like tunnel vision of well I'm not good enough because I'm nowhere near where that person is you know and in reality you're right where you're supposed to be like everyone is right where they're supposed to be and everyone has a teacher you know no matter what part they're in in their journey there's always going to be a teacher for you for your specific need and your where you're at and you're learning you know so it's i find myself all the time all of the time even still to this day knowing all the stuff that i know so it's like not don't beat yourself up if you're actually like feeling this way because It happens to the most you know intellectually advanced people on planet earth you know every single day it doesn't matter how smart you are i always i'm like looking at you know everyone and i'm like wow you know i'm not doing that or i'm not doing this or i couldn't possibly become a coach because this was my thing a while ago i couldn't possibly become a coach because i haven't done all the things that x y and so and so have done you know so like it's and it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and those are things like that. I'm sure everyone else has gone through out there. And everyone just needs to remember that, like, we all do it. We all go through the same things and it's okay. You know, don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up.
1: You know what? Comparison is such a bitch. Like mm-hmm. it really is. Honestly, like when we think about, okay, let's take like music. Cause we can all agree with music. When someone new comes out and they sound a little bit different, it's nice. It's mm-hmm. nice to hear different music. It's nice to hear different artists, artists who like, you know, twist it up a little bit. They have like a different beat. They have a different type of voice. They have different kind of music. So in our business, you don't have to follow what everyone else is fucking doing. It actually fucking, it makes you just like everyone else. And why the hell? Like, you're not like everyone else. You're not like that other person. You have things that that other person doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So um, like write your own song, Like be your own fucking artist, run your business the way you want it to be run. If something like I've been tuning a lot more into my human design. Um, I've been like researching more about it and like re like, if you don't want, if you don't know what your human design is um, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes. And it's like, it's a test that you take. And it's like how to figure out like your, your personality through your energy of your chakras. And in my personal design, it's one of those things that like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And if something doesn't feel good in my gut, then it's a no. So when I was thinking about doing the challenge, the Happy Healthy Hairstyles challenge, I was like, oh, I gotta start, you know, I gotta start this Facebook group. And Facebook just didn't feel good to me. But when I was like, but what if I made a private Instagram account and then I can have all the stylists who are on Instagram, they can tag, they can like repost. Instagram is a hell yes to me. And now I have way more engagement on the Instagram. I like, and I still have the Facebook, but the Facebook's like, it's, it's, it's there to be there. But every time I log on to Instagram, I'm excited. I'm like, this is a hell yes to me. And I don't know anyone else who's doing this. And if I would have just sat there and compared myself to everyone else who's doing these Facebook groups, who's doing challenges in a, different, like in, like in a different way than me, it wouldn't be my own thing. And I think that having something different, singing a different song, having a different melody, having a different voice is refreshing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and you think about it too. Like, I let's go back to music for a second because I think about this all the time. I watch Hip Hop Evolution all the time on Netflix, which is really good if you like rap. But um, <laughs> it, it there's this common theme of people trying to succeed. So there's like like Kanye West for example, right? So he's trying to be this like gangster rapper, but Kanye West is not a gangster. He is kind of a preppy kid. So they talk about in his episode about, you know, how he was really just kind of annoying. <laughs> and everyone thought he was trash. <laughs> and it wasn't until he like, you know, got into the accident and like really like put out like college dropout and like really like put like dropped into who he was. And that is when he became who he is because he was different and he was himself. So it was believable because I think a lot of times too many people are following, well, they, they did this to be successful. So I need to do this. But it's like, but that's not you. Like that's that person. You can't pretend to be somebody else. And we all compare. I do it all the time. I mean, and it's hard sometimes especially like I talk about money and all of a sudden I went from not seeing anyone in the hair industry talk about getting out of debt to now I feel like I see everyone, which maybe they were talking about it before me. Maybe my, you know, when you buy a new car and you see the car all yeah. the time, you know? Um, but I had to switch my mind and go like, Misty, no, like you can still talk about it. You should be happy. Like, my idea is to like help the, you know, the wealthy hairstylist like and send out this message. Like I've switched it to I'm so glad people are talking about this. I'm so glad there's other people talking about it because it needs to be talked about. And I think when you you realize like I'm talking about in my way and the people that understand my voice and how I say things are going to come to me. And maybe somebody else over there saying the same thing in a different way that resonates with a different audience that probably wouldn't like me, you know, saying fuck all the time anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's the thing is, is like, we're all so different and there's – there's so much to go around. Like it, there's never, ever, ever going to be a lack of, of people that need help or people that need to hear your message or people that need to learn your technique. You know, it's, there's always going to be plenty of people for everyone. And, you know, like you said, you know, people are coming to you because they're you, it's you and it's not like everyone has a balayage class. People aren't coming to my balayage classes because, they want to learn balayage. Let's be real. You know, they either like my story or they like my brand or they want to like, get more insight into how I do what I do, but it has more to do with me than it has to do with the balayage class. And I'm fully aware of that, you know, and that's, that's what I think people miss the boat on when they get into that, like comparison and like, um, you know, imposter syndrome stuff. I mean, how exhausting
1: is it to be someone else? It's like, it's one of those things that, um, our coach, Elizabeth, she was saying this, she was like, when you have like an idea, like let it simmer, like let it like sit there and like, let it resonate. And then when it feels good, that's when you'll let it out. But I like the idea of letting it simmer one, because it doesn't get, it doesn't make me feel like I have to rush with it. It's like, Oh, let me marinate this for a little bit. Like it, it, it'll taste better if I marinate on it. Um, and then I can be creative on how I'm going to put my own twist on it because that I honestly, that's why I wanted this in my podcast. I wanted you both to be in a part of the happy, healthy hairstyles podcast, because we're all so fucking different. Mm-hmm. And the, the things that you guys are going to say, aren't what I would say. And I embrace that. If you guys talk just like me, imagine boring. how boring. Boring. <laughs> boring, not boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I mean.
2: No, we love you, (laughs) Sylvie. But,
1: like, it would be weird. It would be like, it it, it would be, it's so much better. I know what you guys meant by boring. It would not be boring. That was the wrong word. That was the wrong word. It
0: would be an echo chamber. It would be an echo chamber of your same ideas spoken the same way over and over again exactly because i feel like when we have these talks like you say something and then we all just kind of say it the same but in our own voice
1: Mm -hmm. and i like when we actually disagree on things like i like i i honestly like look for that in friendships i want someone who's going to be like you know what shelby i don't agree with that like you should look at it this way and that's what i love about this it's like if you feel like you need to be like someone else i fucking disagree. I think that you should be like you. And if you agree with what they say, I bet you there's something that you don't agree on. I bet you that there's something that you could take from them and make better. And that's like the challenge I give to you. If you feel like you're getting stuck in the comparison, Mm -hmm. recognize what they're doing, accept that they're doing it well and brainstorm ways to do it better. And that's like magic.
2: Yeah. I have like, I have like a really cool example it literally just happened to me the other day in the salon so i've been like going back and forth as a salon owner right it's really really hard to deal with like retail this is like a real touchy subject for me because i get super frustrated because everyone has the same shit. you know every goddamn salon from my next door neighbor to the one down the street to the one across the city across city they all have the same shit around here. It's like Golbo or Orbe or, or Davness, right? And the the thing that really like, like gets me and my titties twisted is um, you can find them at CVS, you know, and it's super frustrating. Like, why am I gonna stock all of this beautiful, wonderful, like expensive shit and then have my clients love it And then walk out the salon and and decide like oh i really did like that and go buy it at CVS and not from us you know so the other day i had um i I brought in this new product line it's a salon like only product line it's not something that you're going to find like anywhere else it's not some it's super expensive so i have super high margins you know And, and that was my other thing is like i'm fighting for these you know, literally $5 margins on some of the things. And like, that seems kind of counterintuitive to me as a business person. Like, why am I fighting so hard to make $5 and spending all this money on on one sale, you know? And so with this other line, it's more of a, it's a higher margin, you know, where it makes more sense and it actually makes me money and you know like that's like an out of the box thinking like most people are like oh well so and so has it so i'm gonna do this and instead i went with like what makes sense to me as a business person and yesterday literally i had a client come in and she's like oh my god i have to get that purple spray it's so amazing um you know alex didn't give it to me I, I told her I was going to get it. And then I forgot to, and then I went to Ulta and they didn't have it. <laughs> like, yes, Look at it. Like it works, you know, like we, we are exclusive to that. So they put like us with that category, you know, and they can only get it from us. And since it's like a luxurious high in line, it's like, it's more desirable. And I, for whatever reason, like, I just thought for me that that made more sense with the type of clientele we have and the, the the service dollar t- you know like types of tickets that we deal with and like most people that i talked to that were other salon owners or stylists or wherever they thought i was actually nuts you know for bringing the super crazy expensive line that no one had ever heard of you know so but it comes
0: down to in that situation you know is is also like let's talk about retail you know for a second because you can buy almost anything now online you know, and it comes down to um, not looking at it as necessarily a profit with your business, but kind of looking at it as helping your clients, right? So like for somebody listening to that and saying, you know, oh, well, um, you know, they can get it online or they can get this or that. It's like, yeah, but like you can sell it even, they could walk outside and it's $5 cheaper. But if your hairstylist educates you and show, you know what I mean? Like this, you need this, blah, blah, blah. They're going to buy it from, again, you, right? Like, cause it's not necessarily about where else they can get it. It's you. They love you. They love your salon.
2: Yeah, definitely. I just thought it was like such a fun like I literally I've been like riding on this high for like the last couple of days because I thought it was so amazing. I was like, yes, it worked.
0: Well, it's that outside validation for something, yeah. right? That yeah. you were nervous about.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, it just feels good to like like once you get in control more control of your, you know your intuition and like fighting that imposter syndrome and like dealing with that comparison stuff and you start trusting your gut, it's really magical. Like the things that can happen within your life and within your business, you know, like you, you really can just like blossom and and do amazing things.
0: I totally agree. I have a question for y'all. So when it comes to comparison, because it's funny, I have like, this weird thing. So there's people that I'll follow that like, are my expanders, like I will follow them and they just make me feel like I can do anything because they can do it. And then there's people that I follow that I like, and I feel like I'm not good enough. Do y'all agree? Like, do y'all have like both? And I don't know what the difference is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. I have. I have people who are too out of my reach for right now where they make me have more anxiety following them because they make me feel like I'm so far behind Mm -hmm. or they, I think it's because they have, um, traits about them, like strengths that I don't have. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about like your feminine, your masculine, um, your masculine is like your structure. It's like the numbers, it's the bait, like, it's like that, like, um, the the platform and then your feminine is like um the the freedom the creativity the like how you change it and i've been saying for the longest time that i'm very masculine but when it comes down to it i'm very feminine i'm very good with the creative side i'm very good with a oh like We can put this twist on it, but when it comes down to like numbers and like budgeting and um, systems and stuff like that, I'm I'm not so good. So when I look at someone who is who makes me intimidated, they're usually very like very number focused, very structured. They have spreadsheets, and that to me, I'm like, oh, oh, that like you just made me feel bad. But the people who are my expanders are the ones who took something that was very simple and made it more creative. Like they made it more fun. They made it more artistic, more flowy, more like it, it seems easier. So to me, I'm like, oh my God, look at how easy that is. Look at what they made out of this. It doesn't look like it's difficult. So those are my expanders. Does that make more sense?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So because you're seeing your expanders are the people similar to you. I'm like them, I could do that too. Where yeah. the people where you feel like you're lacking quote, you know. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's the right word. I'm not good on words today. (laughs) You're really not boring Shelby. I promise. (laughs) Well, well, let me, let me switch your mindset though, because those things can be hired out. You can't hire out creativity.
1: No. And I agree with you, but at the same time, when we're talking about comparison, we're not looking like I'm thinking Shelby, my, my business, my business is myself and my sister. What, possibilities do we have with the skills that we have right now and the budget that we have to do those things and I know what those limits are now fast forward like I know that it's going to be harder for me to get to that point of that person who's very structured because both my sister and I were not we're not that structured it's like we're more creative we're more flowy we're more like you know, we we get the like we're actually the same human design and personality. Like on the sixteen personality, I was like, "Oh, what the hell? <laughs> we're like the same person." What's um, your human design? Are you a manifestor too? No, I'm a generator. Okay. Yeah, I fill your cup. <laughs> um, but like, so I kind of lost what I was saying. <laughs>
0: Just about having your expanders and then the people you compare. I think for me, I almost compare myself more to people who have a similar audience. So I compare myself more to hairstylist coaches where I have this one particular expander. We lost Misty. Yeah. So
2: so Just, I I totally get what she's saying. I mean, I feel like I never really have thought about this so I have to think for a second. I would say like the people that the people that are inviting that are like, you know, you can come here too or you you there's there's no difference between like you and me. Like I feel like those are the people that are my expanders, you know. Like it, there's something about like people who are more inviting rather than like oh don't you want to be like me you know what i mean like that that to me is like eh, like it gives me anxiety you know um that's one thing for sure that i've noticed um but i feel like you know people that are um people that look like me people that have the same kind of like what missy was saying that like are in the same um Businesses I am, people who, you know, are trying to do the same kinds of things. Those are like my expanders. You know, I think that's naturally who they are for everyone, I would say. Am I back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're back. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it's, well, it's interesting because I'm opposite. Like my expanders are outside the industry.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't know, it's, it, I think, it, and it's weird because I don't compare a lot like, I go through phases or different moods. Like, for example, the last launch that I had, the day I woke up, that was like the opening day of launch. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize. Um, I saw all these like that, like posts, like from hairstylists. And th- if I would have saw that five days ago, it wouldn't have fucked with me. I wouldn't have cared. But because I saw it on that day, I felt like I wasn't good enough. Their audience is bigger. They're going to get all my, you know, it it turns into feeling like scarcity, right? Like they're going to take all the people. When in reality, the people that were meant for me were already around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's this mental shift of like, it's not, it's not a race. It's not a race. It's not a, like it's not a game that somebody wins. You know, I mean, it's a game that I win within myself. It's not a game that I'm winning with this other person who I've never fucking met in my entire life. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's it's interesting because, like I said, some days my people change. Mm-hmm. You know, some days my my quote unquote competition or comparison is my expanders, and then some days it switches, and it depends on my mood. And kind of where I am. If I'm feeling insecure, then I feel the comp. I feel competitive, or not even competitive. I feel you know comparison. Um, but if I'm in a good place with myself, then they're no threat to me. You know. So one of the
1: things that I think is interesting is I think that my younger self, my younger in business self, because like not so much age wise, because I don't think that like age really matters. I think that this is like how you are mature in your business um i would have looked at someone who was like five steps ahead of me and i would have been envious i would have been like it's not fair like they're taking all the good ideas and all this kind of stuff but what i've realized is it shouldn't how can i take envy into um inspiration Mm -hmm. so now i use these people as That's what I want. I'm feeling this way because I want what they have. I want what they're working towards. That's intriguing to me. That's something that I want to do. Not I'm mad that they're doing this because like they're gonna do it whether I'm mad or I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that I've learned is that collaboration, like working with other people, expands you, it makes you bigger. So why would I shut that person out even mentally even if i've never had the chance to ever like work with them why would i mentally want to put them out they're bigger than me anyway they're like but who knows maybe i'm gonna hit that like maybe one day i'm gonna collaborate with them and i don't want to have these like mixed feelings and i think that when it comes down to like being in this space like maybe we're like you know, if you're a new hairstylist or you're a new coach or you're a new business owner, you look at other people who have been doing this longer than you and they may not give you their time of day right now. Like, let's say like in the, in the coaching world, you reach out to a coach who's like really big. They, they've been doing it for a while. Maybe you're like, Hey, come on like my podcast or hey I would like to like do this with you or hey like can I ask you a few questions I would love to like I want to be on your podcast whatever and they ignore you or they don't say no there's no reason for you to feel upset it's just it's not your time you haven't put in the work you haven't like gotten there yet to get their attention and I think that it like, What I've done, um, because this is happening to me, I like, I'm looking up to a lot of big educators and I'm like, I want to be like, I want to be your friend, but I'm also not there. I'm a baby in this game. I'm like, I'm just starting out. And I know that right now, maybe my DMS are going unread, but I know that's not going to be like that forever. And I know that I'm going to hit one person who's going to give me that chance. And then the doors are going to open to the other people who didn't give me a chance. And as long as I stay like my true self, like my, like happy self and whatever, then that person will see me for who I really am. Not the envious cold person and as long as i keep that mentality and i think that like anyone here can relate to this like be yourself. Don't be mad. Don't let your ego of like this person not giving you their time of day like hurt you or bring you down because it may not be your time. The universe may like you may not be ready for that. A lot of times when it comes to comparison, I'm comparing myself to like these big, like, let's just take Elizabeth Faye. I'm comparing myself to Elizabeth Faye, who's been doing this for four years. She's hosted retreat, she's been on stage, all this kind of stuff. And I think about it, I'm like, if I was granted half the opportunities that she's already been through. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I've like actually, like I actually have the systems in place or like the structure in place to do what I want to do, which is what she's done. I think that right now it's good. Like I look up to her. I look up to like all that she's accomplished. I have no envy against her. I'm like, that's what I want. This is great. She's expanding me. She's showing me like what's possible. And like, she may not have given me a time a day. I mean, probably she would have like, she's a really fucking nice person, <laughs> <laughs> but like, even if like, maybe it like, I'm glad that she gives me her time a day. Cause she's an expander for me. She connects me to women like you, like you, you both. And I think that if, if there's one thing I could like wrap up with everything I was just saying is like know when it's your time and it's okay to feel like you want what someone else has. Use it as like a drive to get there. Don't use it as I'm mad, you know, poor me, I'm the victim. I didn't get this. Use it as like, I love what they're doing. I recognize what they're doing. I could probably do that. I think that that would align with me and it may not be my time right now, but I can work towards that. Mm.
0: It kind of comes down to if you were to get out of hair school and it's your first day and somebody handed you a full book, you wouldn't know what the fuck to do, right? Holy shit, yeah. Like you would not be ready. Like when I started coaching, if I did my first group course and I had a thousand people sign up, I would shit my pants, like, <laughs> because I wouldn't be ready. And it kind of circles back to what we were talking about earlier about the journey, you know, like, again, if somebody, if you take an elevator to the top of the mountain, your body, like, isn't used to it. You're probably going to breathe. Like, you're not prepared for that. Like, and it's so true. Like, you have to take the steps and you can't compare yourself to somebody who's been doing it for five years. Like, you just can't because they know so much more than you do. Like, because they, they've done it and they have went through the hard stuff. But I, for me, I know I, especially now with the podcast and talking to people and realizing that how I feel is not, I'm not the only one, you know, like everyone goes through it. It helps me now because anytime I find myself going to that comparison space, that's what I'll do. I'll go, they were there once, they were here once, but now they're not. So just keep, keep going, you know, keep walking up the mountain or whatever analogy I'm using right now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think that this is, it's so good. It's so good to recognize. Um, it's really like made, you know, maybe this is like maturity. Maybe that's what this what it's called, but yeah. I think that it's also by um, realizing that the people who have, who are, who you look up to, like, again, I'm going to take Elizabeth Faye. She's a human being who's trying to be a better version of herself. And when it comes down to it, we have more things in common than we have not in common. Like she's she has a coach. She is always expanding. She's always trying to like think of like new ways. She genuinely wants to help people. And I think that's like like you said, Misty, if we're a, if we're a new stylist and we get handed a full book of clientele, it's like, oh shit, you you don't know your timing. You don't know, like, like you may know the techniques, but like, you don't know the process. Like you don't know how to do a proper consultation, how to like rebook them, like when to rebook them, what, how to sell products, all this, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, of course it's, you know, you, you do need to work your way. You need to like figure out the steps because you're going to be a like a joke if you just jump into something and you haven't prepared yourself all of those fears of like i'm going to fail you will fail if you get it all handed to you mm. so like you can I, I love like again i love that comparison of like throwing them a full book like those clients probably aren't going to come back to you you get thrown like 150 clients and you have a full book of clients for like five days, I bet you anything that you can't keep up with that clientele. Then if you were to have developed the relationships and done the referrals and then met people out and like creative relationships, like, um, you know, I was just listening to this, um, this hairstylist was talking about how, when, um, when you're a stylist behind the chair and you're trying to gain a clientele, how nowadays, um, a lot of stylists will focus on getting more clients on Instagram. So they will be like, while they have their client in the chair, they're focused on recording themselves, taking photos, all this kind of stuff and focusing so much on the content that they need to put out to get more clients that they don't focus on the client in their chair. Mm -hmm. And those are the little building blocks that you learn as a hairstylist. So if you're like listening right now, pay attention to the person in your chair because the person in your chair is your building block to your full clientele. That one person will build your full fucking clientele.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dan,
1: I think reputation, not your Instagram. Your Instagram is a part of your reputation, but that client, that living, breathing client who has friends, who has family members, who goes to the grocery store, who posts on their Instagram, that's your clientele.
0: That's such a good point too, because I think we're so used to also seeing educators posting these full like videos of hair. And it's like on a day-to-day basis, like my my daily client doesn't want to be a model. She didn't ask to be a model. She's paying me full price. She has to be a client. She has for me to listen to her for a couple hours to make her pretty. Like, and I think we're getting this like mix-up of Like, don't get me wrong before and after pictures do them, but like, you don't need to sit there and and record the whole thing. If your goal is to fill your chair with clients, like if your goal is to educate, then that's a little different. Get models in, film that whole process. I've done a full five hour situation before for free for my client, because I had a photographer come in to take pictures, like I didn't ask my client, who's paying full price, to let me have a photographer in there because it's taking away from the experience. And yeah, that's really interesting. That's a really good point.
2: That is interesting. I mean, I feel like it, it's so hard. <laughs> this is a great topic. Maybe we should have this as another topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so hard to like to to be able to film content. I know, like, I've been so bad the last few weeks on Instagram because we've been absolutely slammed since the world opened back up and I haven't had time to do any sort of content you know um whereas like before when things were a little bit slower and COVID was just starting to you know have everything open back up like I had all the time in the world to to film content and do things so um yeah I mean if you're like I know I'm fully booked all the time I don't even book like lunch breaks in my day so I for me to like have time to do full videos of content, it's like next to impossible. Um, but yeah, I totally, I agree and I disagree with that because, I don't know, my clients I guess are so used to it at this point that they're almost like if you don't video them or you don't like take pictures of them, they're wondering like did we fuck up their hair. You know, because they're like, they're expecting to be like on my Instagram page, you know, at the end of the day (laughs) or like in my story or something. But
0: I think there's a difference in like the before and afters than like somebody like standing there videotaping every, like, and now I'm baby lighting. And I think there's a difference there because I do think it's super, and I agree, I have clients that (laughs) want the picture. Like they they want me to send them the picture after because now it's their profile picture on fucking Facebook. like
1: (laughs) yeah i i think if you make it about them because i i always say i'm gonna take a before photo so we can remember like where we started and we can like you know we can look at this later and it's for the client and then like hey i'm gonna take a like a video of me doing this because i think that this looks so cool like they love that artistic side of us they're like oh that's so cool i've never gotten that because who the hell takes a picture of the back of their head like no one who who takes a photo that's like Okay. First off, these clients, our clients, not these clients, our clients, they are spending money on their hair. And when us, when a stylist, we're so proud of it that we want to take a photo of it and we know how to pose them and we know the perfect way. Now they have something to show their friends. Like, look what I just spent money on. Cause we like to show the things that we just got. Like yes. we like to like show it off. Like I, I, I mean, Every time I get my hair done, I'm like, did you notice? Did you notice I got my hair? I'm not even paying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, like, I think that's part of the process now, and I think that's what's great. Um, But, like, I think that that should be a part of your process, but I don't think that, like Misty was saying, that we should – When it's a paid full paid client that we should be like, okay, and now I'm going to baby like this. And then we're like commenting back on people and we're talking about this client and we're talking about this client. It's like, no, no, no. If you're going to take photos and videos of your client, make it for them it's for them. It's like, Hey, I'm so proud of this. This is your hair. This is your head. This is like what, this is my art on you. I want to take a photo of this, not, Hey, I'm using you so I can get more people. So you have less availability with me. Cause that's what my clients think. They're like, damn, like, I almost don't want to tell you, tell my friends about you because you're so damn busy. And I'm like, oh no, like, don't think like that. Like, I'll just raise my prices. It's fine.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> I say the same shit. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. It's like when you go to a restaurant that's like super good and it's brand new and like, you don't want to tell anybody because like you don't want You want to be able to get in.
1: <laughs> right. no I do
0: I like what you said Shelby though about it, it has to be about the client because at the end of the day like if you want it to be about like you and your education or or pictures or whatever then you can you can do it for free or you know what I mean like you can have a content day um but when it comes to like a during the day like you know your regular behind the chair it should be about the client
2: yeah definitely they
1: appreciate that too. They feel like freaking supermodels when we're like, a lot of them are like, oh, I, I don't know how to pose. I'm like, don't worry. I got you. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm going to make you look so fucking good. If, if you didn't see the before and after, like wait. And they get yeah. excited about it. They're like, oh my God. Like they, they want to see that. So I think that the like moral of this point is focus on the person in your chair. That's how you build a clientele. One person at a time. It's not... I need to make an aesthetic on my profile. I need to like constantly be like engaging. Those are part of it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the, like, you know, you can be thrown a bunch of clients. I can give one of my stylists 10 clients right now, but if they're not giving them that personal one-on-one, that like that extra sauce, Mm -hmm. that client's never gonna come back to you. So it's like, this this is your fucking job first. Instagram's the second part of your job. Mm. So when yeah. you take this as that, like, hey, this is what I need to do. I need to focus on this person. I need to, like, do my best. I need them to know that I have their best interests in mind. I need to, like, really fucking be fully aware of, like, everything that I'm doing, the conversations that I'm having, reading this client's language. Do they want me to talk to them? Do they not want me to talk to them? Do Are they okay with me taking photos of their hair? Um, is this the technique that they like? Is this the type of, like, you know, should I be lifting them a little bit higher than what I want because I know that they say that they, they want to be darker, but I really know that they don't want to be darker. So like all those things, like we're like, it, it comes into play. And those are the things that you need to think about. These are the building blocks to the clientele.
0: Yeah. Amen. I mean, the face-to-face is where your business really is, in my opinion. You know, I mean, the Instagram can shape, they can bring the people you want in. Like, what is it? Your vibe attracts your tribe. That's your Instagram. But if they walk in and they don't feel taken care of then they're never walking in again and then you're really doing your instagram you know for no reason
2: they joke in my salon they're like um you literally talk for like half of your appointment and then you foil like a full head in like 30 minutes (laughs) because i will sit there and talk for like and i'm like oh shit, i gotta go (laughs) and then i do like everything like super super fast But it's so funny because like every single person that um, I inevitably meet off of Instagram, they're kind of shocked because I I do sit and spend time and talk to them and they're like, oh my God, I didn't expect you to be so like warm or like nice or whatever, like they they expect them to, to be like, you know, whatever. But um yeah it definitely dictates like the longevity like some of my clients have been with me since day 1 you know and I mm-hmm. and unlike like a lot of people like I've really tried to like pass off you know other clients that don't do the types of things that I want to do but like some of them they just won't go anywhere like they want to come back and see me and asked one of my clients like I, you know I got engaged and she said to me um she started crying yesterday Aww her hair she started crying. she's like oh my god Jessica I've seen so you go through so many things and I'm just so happy for you and that made me feel so good you know like she really like cares about me like we have that connection so like it's it's an amazing thing when you really do have re- and build relationships like that it can be a really like amazing thing
1: can we just have a moment and say congratulations, congratulations. on your
2: engagement <laughs>
1: the next podcast we're gonna have your fiance on
2: here yes (laughs) yeah it was so crazy like I guess she's been planning this for quite some time and everyone knew about it except for me and like it was just such a crazy weekend last weekend I was like so just I've been on like cloud nine I haven't been able to like keep my 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 head's been up my ass, basically. Like. <laughs> you deserve it, girl. You yeah. Thank you. It. Thank you. I think that's
1: beautiful, and I think that if you didn't have that personal experience with your clients, like you weren't like who you truly are, um, in the salon with your clients, ha- like spending that extra time talking to them and doing good hair, um, you wouldn't have that connection. And it it's like it's a it's a full round circle because now Jess you fucking feel better about doing that person's hair. Like yeah. it, it is full round. And like, we've all heard of like the 80-20 rule. It's 80% how you show up is 20% your skill, 80% mm-hmm. your energy, 20% your foiling. Like mm-hmm. it, it really doesn't have much to do with like doing your hair. I, I'm not saying I'm a bad hairstylist, but I'm saying that I'm no like, you know, uh, Vidal Sassoon when it comes to my haircuts. But I know that- my haircuts, I'm trying my best. I really am. I'm trying my best to like make you feel good. But I know that part of trying my best is being my true self, is being caring, nurturing, giving you like, you know, a good service. And to me, I'm like, yeah, maybe like you could get a better, more precise haircut from someone else, but you're not going to get the same energy. From someone else than you would me, and I'm not saying I'm the best energy in the fucking world. I'm saying I'm pretty good energy, Mm -hmm. enough (laughs) to have the clientele that I have. But I'm not beating myself up about not being Vidal Sassoon or like this like intricate cutter because I still
2: like I'm good. I'm I'm good where I'm at. I'm always working on my skill, all that. That's so true. And I I just really quickly I want to say something to that because like I've noticed as a salon owner, like i really work so hard um and, and i've been focused a lot lately on managing like everyone's energy in the salon and just making sure like everyone is coming in happy and healthy and like if they have shit going on we're like addressing it and like reducing their hours or like helping them or whatever so that no one comes in with like a big bag of shit, you know which i'm sure everyone's been there at a salon at one point in their career where you you know you go to work and everyone's miserable and angry and, and it just feels like shit to go to work every single day. And I'm gonna tell you right now, just from like, from for any salon owners that are out there that are listening to this right now, I have gotten more like great hair and more like out of my stylist and more like, and they're working less hours than they've ever worked they're working their quote-unquote schedule that they want you know like I'm not making them work hours that they don't want to work um and, and I'm getting like more out of them like financially emotionally like everyone shows up to this lawn they're all happy they're all in a great mood everyone is like doing the most for their clients the client's hair has been coming out amazing and it was something i was so like terrified to do as a salon owner because it's so opposite from how i was brought up and and raised in my salons where you know you had to work every saturday and you had you couldn't take off and i let them take off as much as they need to and it's just like a a respect thing now like if you're gonna do this like you have to show up this way and like the things that i was always taught like oh you can't do outside work or you can't like book other clients doing this this or this like when i let them do what they're doing and it we have like a common respect like i they book themselves out like crazy at at the salon and when they're there they work so hard and they come in on their days off to do clients and it's just been amazing to see like that shift in like the productivity and like service dollars and the energy level, like at the salon in just like trying to manage everyone's energy in a different way. I just, sorry. I just had to say that.
0: Yeah, no, I see that. I mean, if you, it's again, it's self-care, right? Like as an individual, if you're happy, like, and why can't we do the same thing for, for stylists? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's an amazing thing to think like, Wow. If you just treat people like human beings and you just try to help them be the best version of your, of themselves. And you really like invest in them and in their energy and their well being, Like I have this one girl, you know, I have her going to my life coach and she can't afford a life coach right now. So I'm like paying for it because I want to see her do better. And because that's happening, like it's paying for itself. Like 5 you know what I mean? Like, so it's just like those little types of things that y- you wouldn't, as a business owner, you're scared to do, but like in the long run, it's, it's paying like dividends in so many ways that I didn't even expect. Can I say something?
1: Hmm. Um, I know I can, but <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, no. <laughs> Who the fuck cares if you make more money on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, than you do on a Saturday. Who yeah, the I fuck do. cares? Yeah, exactly. I don't care if I have, if I make double the amount of mon- money on a Tuesday than I do on a Saturday. So when it comes down to like hair, like I worked in that salon where, okay, I worked in a salon. This was really fucked up. Um, if I wanted to take a day off, I had to make up a day. And, and mm. the higher I ranked, cause we were a Redken Summit salon. So the higher I ranked on their scale, the less days off I had mm. because I was more important to the salon and I was worth more. So I was like, and like, I couldn't take Saturdays off. That was like a hard fucking no, but it's like, if I make more money on Friday, why can't I take off Saturday? If I could come into the salon, like let's say I was working five days a week, if I chose Monday through Friday and I brought in just as much money as I did Tuesday through Saturday, if anything, now that I'm a business owner, I'm like, well, I would take a stylist now who wants to work on Saturdays and now I have a chair available for them. That's more money. I'd rather have a stylist who's like, I don't want to work on the weekends. Good. You freed up a chair thanks. Now I'm going to do it for a stylist who needs that Saturday, who has those clients, who's trying to build it up. It's like, we need to like, get over what we learned and adjust with the fucking time. I don't care what day you bring in the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. Money is money. Money doesn't know the difference between Monday or Saturday. Does it?
0: A lot of times when you look like I know Saturdays I was always busy, but that wasn't my money day. No yeah, like,
2: <laughs> when it's i went not out mine. My,
0: no, when I went out on my own, I made I worked twenty-nine hours a week. I worked four days a week. I did not work weekends, and I made more money than I made in my entire career that year. Hands down. And I, it amazed me because I grew up in in the commission salons too, where like I had to beg to have every other Saturday off at one point, you know, and it's like, and I'm like, what are people missing? I, I just literally made more than I've ever, that was not double booking. I made more not double booking, not working Saturdays, working four days a week, 29 hours a week than I ever made in a commission salon five days a week. I'm double, booking. Like,
1: come on people. (laughs) I wish when I was 21, 22, 23, 24, that I didn't work on Saturdays because want to know why? On Friday night, I went out with my friends and I showed up like shit on Saturdays. So my hair wasn't as good. God bless my clients who stayed with me, but like, let's be real. I wasn't mentally there on Saturday. I wasn't, I was still Friday night. I was still like, I still had the same foundation on. It was like so unprofessional. And, but (laughs) Like if my if my damn boss would have just gave me the day off, I would have been I probably would have brought in more money. I really think so. I think that I would have had less mess-ups, I would have had more happy clients, I would have kept more retention because honestly like when you're 21, 22, like in even if you make these choices as you're older, when you're not feeling good, you went out the night before, you're like let's say your spouse they work Monday through Friday and now Friday night's dinner, like date night or whatever, you know, your energy, like we just said, 8% of our job is how we show up, is our energy. 20% is our skill. So if you're not like, honestly, for the longest time when I worked, when I was younger and I worked, I love working Saturdays now. But like when I was in that, that age where I was working at the salon, I hated the energy of my Saturday clients. I found that they were annoying because I was resentful of not having that day off. It's not that they were actually annoying. I was mad at my situation. Now I love my Saturday clients. I look forward to them. I'm like, Oh, I just, cause like I have a different outlook on it. I'm like, Oh, I'm so happy. Like you can come in. Cause I gave up my late nights. So now I'm like, I'd rather come in on a Saturday, work my normal hours to take my clients who couldn't come in after five o'clock during the week. And to to me it's no difference. I'm like, and I don't make more money on Saturday. I really don't. That's like a super common misconception. Yeah,
0: it's not like a magic day that you just like make thousands of dollars. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I, like I wish that we were like to charge more on Saturday. You know what? Okay, here's the thing. That's a thing people are doing. Yeah. Yeah. You weekends and nights. Nice. Yeah. Nights and weekends, you charge more. I think that's a fucking fantastic idea.
0: It's like a VIP um, thing. Like you could get on a list. And and I saw somebody recently said like they pay a certain amount to be on that list and they can have nights and weekends appo- appointments. I was like, that's genius. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Writing this down right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I'm adding, I'm adding 20% uh, convenience fee for nights and weekends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. seriously i've seen a lot of people start doing it i'm like good
1: wow so yeah i love that so we just gave you so many good ideas we like told you on this podcast how to get over, you know, the, um, the lemon, you know, the limiting belief of imposter syndrome to like work through comparison, to be a little more mature when it comes to comparison, to see people in a different sort of light, how to structure your days as a business owner, how to structure your employees as a business owner. Like this is a fucking good ass podcast. A lot. <laughs> yeah. You I to be reading you brought a notes. notebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like go backwards and then listen to it on 1.5. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you ladies so much for being here. This was fucking awesome. You guys brought the fire as always. Love, Love you guys. Love you. <laughs> um as always if you found value in this podcast, please share it. Um, we really do appreciate it. Um, you can find us all on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore and at Taylor and at shelby.betancourt and at the Happy Healthy Hairstylist. Woo! <laughs> Thank you Yay! so much for being here. Aspire to inspire and you are what you think you are. And uh, we'll catch you next time.
0: Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks and I will talk with you on the next one.